Hello! Welcome to Sit for a Spell, a podcast where we discuss the lore, the traditions, and modern practices of the occult. Learn alongside us as we explore the many ways the witches of today observe their craft. So grab your book of shadows, light your candles, it's time time to to sit sit for a spell. Hello. Hi. Hi. Hello there. We're here. Hello. We made it. You know, we made it. We made it. Sit for a spell podcast. I'm Jess. I'm James. Welcome back. Welcome back. Quarantine everybody. 2020. Thank you for staying along with us on this sound quality journey yes. we're having. Yeah. Um, we're trying something new today. Yeah. Let's see how it goes. Hopefully it'll improve. <laughs> I mean, honestly, we've talked about this before privately, but I feel like everyone is having sound issues these days yeah so and a lot of podcasts are just waiting for things to come back to normal yeah i mean like yeah. even uh my favorite murder like they even sound like like you can tell they're remote mm-hmm, mm-hmm, recording mm-hmm. sometimes it's just i think people are um understanding of the current yes. situation so and it's very expensive to have two sets of full equipment at both homes. Yes, which is why realistic. I do not have one at my home. And I just happen to be at the home that has it. And <laughs> um, even though we've done several episodes, this is the first time I ever figured I should uh, maybe use it. That's cool. <laughs> why not? Use it. You got it. All right. Well. What are we talking about today, Jess? Yeah, we're just going to dive right in because we're talking about the Salem Witch Trials today. We need a soundboard. I know. We've, <laughs> we've talked about that before, too. Um, so May is the anniversary of the end of the Salem Witch Trials. Okay. Um, and I... Went into this just, I mean, the Salem Witch Trials really do kind of hold a very big significance on American uh-huh. um, witches. Uh-huh. Uh, and even like those who have immigrated and just been impacted by, I mean, such a traumatic event, you know? Um, yeah. Um, and so what I'm going to do is I'm going to kind of like obviously do the history um and the funny thing is i was like oh yeah james i'm just gonna do like a brief history and then like dive into like long-term ramifications my brief history is four pages long and that is just in a nutshell there's no there's no brief history there's no brief way to do it no i couldn't do it her little historian heart couldn't yeah, I couldn't. couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. It's I put fine. stuff in. I deleted it. I put it back in. <laughs> I tried. I tried my best. You I did can't. your best. Um, even to the point in which we're not even going to start in Salem because oh. I can't. No, I have to go farther. So yeah, let's just dive right in because it's going to take a while. So buckle up, uh, take notes, and um, learn something. At the end. Oh. Mm-hmm. I have a stomach ache. Can I go to the nurse? No. Oh. There's no nurses at this school. <laughs> what? This is the worst school ever. <laughs> Budget cuts. Am I right? Oh, for reals. <laughs> 
All right. So um, I got this information from three main places. Uh, Wikipedia, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, History.com and a um, Vox article, hmm. which was really cool. Uh, I want to take you back far back. Picture it. Middle Ages. Smelly. Old. Flies. Flies everywhere. Flies everywhere. Um, and, and I'm going to use a word that we're going to use a couple times throughout this. Um, hysteria. Mm. Okay. That People sums it love, all up. They love a good hysteria. Like Case in point. Our no. current situation. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. So humans love a good hysteria. They love it. And a witch hysteria is like their second favorite thing. Yeah. Aside from like a political hysteria or like a Jesus hysteria. Okay. Yeah. And so in the mid 1400s, there was a huge witch hysteria. Um, There were many people accused. And this is in Europe. Europe. Uh, Mm -hmm. Many witches uh, were accused and confessed under torture, obviously. Okay. Um, and they were accused of wicked behaviors, dealings with the devil, uh, so on and so forth. Um, these were usually single women, widows, or other women on like the margins of like society. So someone mm-hmm. who was poorer, someone who may have a child out of wedlock, someone who's trying to make money in a non conformative way um these were the women that were targeted no surprises there wow yeah i definitely would have been labeled a witch oh yeah i mean even in modern red (laughs) oh yeah you would have been gone a long time ago long time ago (laughs) um depending on where i lived oh sure yeah, no, I mean, that's going to be the common thread here is that it's just these women trying to live their lives. And no, they, yeah. they can't, apparently. Um, This is when this period of time this like mid 1400s. This is when a lot of the burning at the stake was happening. Okay. Um, and hanging. Now, uh, Salem witch trials, someone can correct me if I'm wrong, but I do not believe there was any burning of at the stake. It was all hangings um, and there were torture. We'll get there. But um, between the years 1500 and 1660, up to 80,000 suspected witches were put to death in Europe. Oh, my God. 80,000 people. Say the years again. 1500 to 1660. Holy shit. So, giving you some kind of context, uh, Columbus is alive. He's doing things. Mm -hmm. Um, So, it's like that time period, right? Yeah. Conquistadors going into Latin America. Um, We haven't Genocide uh, everywhere. Genocide everywhere. All over. It's a horrible time to be alive at this moment. Um, For Native humans, as well as for... For anyone who's not a white man. Yeah, especially yeah. if you weren't English, Spanish, Dutch. Ugh, it was not a good time to be alive. Who keeps letting and them be in charge? I don't know. <laughs> Tradition? God. I don't know. <laughs> you would think we would have learned our lesson by That's now. the worst. Um, so about 80% of these were obviously women. Um, and thought to be in dealings with the devil. And uh, out of that 80,000, the most were executed in Germany. 
huh. again, not su- not surprising. Yeah. Um, and uh, this also is not surprising, but the lowest number was in Ireland because Ireland embraces their heritage. Thank yeah, Ireland Ireland is a very like magical, mystical place. Anyway, it's a very special place. Yeah. So then, and this kind of like dominoed that situation or intensified that situation because in 1486, uh, so right before all this went down and kind of like led, literally led to this happening. And we've talked about this document before, this book, The Malleus Maleficarum um, was written. And... um, it was written by German Dominicans. Don't ask me what branch that is um, of religion. Mm-hmm. But German Dominicans wrote this or released it, I guess, in 1486, which caused this, like, hysteria, right? Okay. This yeah. is a... It can be translated into the Hammer of Witches. It was a witch hunting guide. Um, talked mm-hmm. about all the ways to find out if you were a witch or how to torture a witch or how to kill a witch or how to, how to, you know. Um, yes. And this book, the publication and release of this book is essentially the reason why these witch hunts happened in these little pockets of time. Mm-hmm. Um, because mm-hmm. the Malleus Maleficarum does play a role in Salem which is unfortunate. yeah that's the I think when I I don't remember how it came up before but I remember reading about it it tells you like how to like the witches mark yeah right like and yeah like, how to like te- how to test if they're a witch yeah, exactly like yeah it's uh yeah it's basically it was it was a how-to guide yeah. mm-hmm. basically which written by men who knew nothing about what they were talking no. about just like history in a nutshell probably just sitting down one day they're just like bullshitting and they were like oh let's write a book it's like hey you know susan down the street she's single she's let's a witch. write about it let's do yeah. this so it's like the ultimate like incel manifesto <laughs> i'm saying it now i'm being it's okay. uh what is that <laughs> i can't even think okay um yeah. so I, don't I was surprised by this fact. Uh for more than one hundred years, the book sold more more copies than any other book in Europe except the Bible. So Bible was like number one New York best time seller. Malice Maleficarum <laughs> was number two. For a hundred years. For hundred years. I have to say, who was buying all these Bibles? Churches. How many Bibles do you need? Everybody needs one. You need. You have two hands, two Bibles. How do you? <laughs> <laughs> but you just buy one yeah. at a time. Um, <laughs> no. So we can go on so many a Gutenberg rabbit hole here. The inventor of the print printing press that happened around this time, mm-hmm. which is why everyone was able to buy mm-hmm. the Bibles. But we're not going to do it. And um, but basically. <laughs> everyone was like super she stoked really i do yeah. everyone was like super stoked that you can actually purchase one and take it home um because uh before it was just a yeah before be, it was uh super wealthy people and um just the big bibles that were inside the church and so that's when right. all of these like lutheranism and um martin luther martin luther uh 
the OG one who eventually became Lutheranism and then Protestantism and everything. This all started to branch mm-hmm. when people started saying, Hey, I'm reading the Bible and I don't agree with the Catholicism version. I don't agree with this Christian version. It's all right. about interpretation of like the people Bible. People actually had time to sit yeah, exactly. and read it so, and decide what they liked. And what that's they didn't all like. happening during this time period, this 1500 to 1660. It's a period of religious enlightenment, religious oppression. Um, people are going up, down, and every other direction with what the Bible means, what it doesn't mean, um, and let's mm-hmm. throw witches in on top of it all right so it's kind of like something that they can control something like amidst the chaos so it's like you're already being uh exposed to the bible more so than you would because you can take it home and at the same time this book comes out that like in that like ignites or enhances this fear you already have probably Mm -hmm. of women so it's like it was just like the perfect storm exactly it like went mm-hmm. hand in hand. Absolutely, one hundred percent. So, who decided it was a good idea to let to teach men how to read? Other men. <laughs> Big mistake. Big mistake. There's your first mistake. I know. It's great. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, so it's gonna die down in Europe, kinda. Okay, it's gonna die down. Okay. We go into the Renaissance. Okay. It's great. Um, however, in the new world, which was not new, but in the new, quote, mm-hmm. hand quotes, new world, um, mm-hmm. we're being pulled all kinds of different directions, right? We have the French, we have the British, we have the Dutch everywhere. We have Spaniards still. Like, <laughs> Native people are trying to, like, get us to go away out of their home. Like, all these things are happening. And there's smallpox epidemics, um, which I think we just put onto ourselves in that whole genocide realm. Yep. There's, like, all kinds yep. of stuff happening, right? All of this horrible stuff is happening. And people needed a like a what is the word that i'm trying a distraction yeah people needed a distraction they needed a scapegoat they need some somebody to blame for all this bad stuff happening why is this bad stuff happening you know and exactly it's the devil the devil's doing it and the devil is causing young women and maybe some men and some goats and some dogs to do some bad things oh no (laughs) dogs no, yeah. I know, I know. I just, it's just absurd. It's just funny. So, it's hysteria. Yeah. So this brings us... I mean, again, oh, I don't mean to interrupt you, but it's, it's, I mean, it's absurd, but you see it to this day. You see it, people are scared. You know, this pandemic has brought out, and not in, not in a lot of people, but in enough of very vocal minority that people are scared and they're blaming liberals oh, you know they're blaming sure. the left they're they they swear and instead of the devil it's the it's the what is it the new world order mm-hmm. you know there there has to be some deep dark secret thing happening to explain why this person yeah exactly. is scared mm-hmm. it is the, it's same, the thing. same thing and it's it's mind-boggling to think about it what's happening 400 years ago but it's still happening it's like 
it, it, it still boggles my mind. It's, and it it's will never crazy. go away. But I'm um, sorry, because unfortunately, going. hysteria no. is a human condition, and it's something that is, yeah, and it's catching yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. as this starts to die down in Europe, it starts to build up in North America very specifically. So um, in Salem, it's going to start in February of 1692. Okay. Yes. I have a quick question. So did this happen just in like, quote unquote, the United States, even though we weren't the United States at the time? Or did it happen in like Canada too? Like. I know it probably didn't happen in Mexico mm. because we weren't really in Mexico there at this time. Are, there are historical events written down of mass hysterias happening, generally having to do with women, uh, young girls. Young girls are more prone mm-hmm. to mass hysteria. Um, but mm-hmm. as far as I personally know, mm-hmm. I have never read anything about Canada. Um Okay. Again, at this time period, there were a lot of uh, the native groups that lived in Canada. It was probably, yeah, yeah mostly. And the French were yeah. there. That makes the sense. French were up there um, in, uh, I think Quebec had been founded at this point and stuff like that. But um, I don't think they had the such like a colony set up as we did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, that makes sense. Okay, so uh, Salem Village, February 1692. It's cold. You're in these log tiny houses. Everyone's in one room. You are just exhausted. You're dirty. You're tired. You have to Mm. read the Bible 17 times a day. There's a lot going on, you know? Think... The mm-hmm. movie mm-hmm. The Witch that we've talked about before and just kind of get that picture of that village in your yeah. head, okay? Same just clothes, like all those things. Happens at the same time. Remember that that Minimal. movie happens like five years after the same witch trial. So if you can get that visual. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Betty Paris is nine years old and her cousin Abigail Williams is 11 years old. Oh. Um, and they are the daughter oh and God. niece of Reverend Samuel Paris. And they're in his home and they begin to have fits. Okay. And these fits are described as like seizure like. Um, They're moving around, they're making out a lot of really loud, horrible sounds and screeches and just moving unnaturally and contorting themselves. And um, there's a bunch of different witnesses to this, right? The girls' mothers, Reverend Paris mm-hmm. himself, another reverend, because there's lots of reverends here. Um, so different so people reverends. write these things down. The girls are going to complain about getting pinched, uh, feeling like their bodies are being pricked with like sewing needles or pins. Um, mm-hmm. And the families are going to call in a doctor, Dr. William Griggs, to come check them out because this is extremely abnormal young girls are supposed to be quiet and to themselves and not screech and Mm -hmm. scream and have seizure fits so there's no physical evidence whatsoever on their bodies besides bruising that happens from them moving around so much there's nothing that they can visually see that's causing this and then other young girls start to do the same thing and Mm. Reverend Lawson um, is going to start preaching as a guest um, because 
obviously Paris's daughter is like having these fits. He's not going to go preach. Um, and while he's preaching, uh, young girls are going to start going to the, into these fits during those sermons. So like, as soon as he starts okay. talking, they like go into these fits. Um, okay. So I, this is where I try to like condense, <laughs> um, basically a whole <laughs> bunch of like, shit hits the fan right uh there's like this handful of girls that including the paris girl including uh, um, abigail williams um there's a handful of girls who are just full-fledged into this the pinching the pins the contortions the like seizure-like behavior the screeching the yelling and this happens Uh for days right um and eventually the girls are start to say that witches are causing this. Um, and the girls start to say that the, that the devil is making, uh, witches do this and that the witches happen to be all these people from around the village. Um, the first three people accused and arrested are Betty Paris, Abigail Williams, which was one of the, was the girl, um, a 12 year old Anne Putnam, and Elizabeth Hubbard, uh, Sarah Good, Sarah Osborne, and Tituba. So we hear Elizabeth Hubbard, Sarah Good, and Sarah Osborne, as well as Tituba, a lot. You hear, you kind of, you mm-hmm. probably already recognize those names. You probably already know this story. Yeah. Because these are kind of like the first group of women. And so they're kind of, they kind of take the figurehead of the Salem Witch Trials. Right. Um, Right. So this is the first group of women who are actually pulled in for questioning. Um, now, just like a quick side note, as we go through, I did cut out most of the trial because it's a lot and it's just a lot of men talking mm-hmm. and I'm not about that. Yeah. But I yeah. am not. And it's all lies. Yeah, it's, it's literally lies. So I'm not going to talk about the specific types of torture that these women and some men went through just because I don't feel that we need to talk about that. I don't feel like we it's have not, to describe yeah. that. Um, they lived it. They died from it. We don't have to rehash it. Yeah, and it's very easily, like, if you are interested in that, like, I get it. If you want to know what happened, yeah. it's very easily, like, Googleable. Yes. Like, it, we don't need to go into it exactly. right now. But, like, there's no, I mean, I I have looked up that stuff before just because I'm yeah. curious, mm-hmm. you know, like, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just, you know. Yeah. We don't need to, yeah, to rehash it again. Yeah, and it's there, like James said, readily available. So, um, as soon as all of these women were named, there was some speculation and later historical speculation that this might have been a family feud situation. So oh, at this exact same time, um, there were several rivalries happening, um, especially between the Putnam and Porter households, um, as well as the Reverend Paris household. There was a lot of rivalries happening when you're in colonial 
North America, especially in February, you're hungry. Like mm-hmm. I said, you're tired. You want to make money. There are people who are arguing and fighting over every little bit of everything and everybody is all up in everyone's business. And so if you yeah. have a way to distract yourself to get some form of entertainment, if you're just even spiteful, like historians have said, some of these women, the accusers were their mothers and stuff. This is just going to mm-hmm. be fuel to the fire. And so that's kind of like, yeah, because you have you have literally nothing else. Yeah, exactly. On. And a lot of these rivalries really separated um, the community of Salem because you had to choose a side. Um, there was often mm-hmm. a lot of arguments, uh, e- even like full fist fighting between males and the family, mm-hmm. um, just based on these family feuds. So it's kind of crazy. No, I mean, like if you think, I mean, I personally uh, was very lucky to be very active in my son's elementary mm-hmm. school. Um, I was, you know, uh, <laughs> I was president of the PTA and, you know, stuff like that. And when you have moms or families mm-hmm. who are very focused on their children and like what's what they think or what they believe is best for yeah. their children, the arguing starts very quickly. So I can't, I mean, this is modern day, like we are, uh, in a relatively, you know, we're in a, not a well-off area, but a comfortable area. And we, it's amazing what people will fight about. They will look for things to fight about because we are not, yeah, we are not wanting for food. We are very lucky not wanting for food or shelter or warmth, but people will still look for things. hundred percent. So I cannot even, I cannot even imagine being, somewhere where you're like, I'm not sure if we're going to yeah. survive this winter, you know, <laughs> you know, the, the tension exactly. being so much higher. 1000%. So yeah, let me tell you about some of these, these original kind of like group of arrestees. Um, Sarah Good um, was said to have been a uh, woman of poor reputation. Um, one of the biggest things was that she was said to like reject Puritan ideals. And I'm going to like interject historically really quickly. So, um, <laughs> you know how it came over pilgrims, right? And Pur- mm-hmm. pilgrims were either Puritans or um, what's the other one? Protestants? Quakers. Quakers. So um, Salem at this time is a Puritan village each colony was either a puritan or a protestant or some kind of like other thing same bible Mm -hmm. different interpretation of the bible now the puritans get their name because they believed in a pure interpretation of the bible so what the bible says goes okay these are the same people who don't believe today in homosexuality and gay marriage and that women should do other things and all of this stuff right because it's in the bible so we can't interpret the bible loosely we have to interpret the the bible that contradicts the other stuff you know they pick and choose and so (laughs) um a puritan village such as salem is going to believe in a pure interpretation of the bible so she might have had a different interpretation or may have even just said it in a side conversation to someone and then it like escalated, you know? Um, yeah. It would even go to the point where they would like literally kick people out. They'd be like, you can't live here. Bye. It's crazy. Well, yeah, that's what happened like in the yeah. witch. Yeah. Right. Um, they got kicked out of their So village. Sarah Good was just a lady trying to live her life. She wasn't married. She didn't have kids. And so obviously something's wrong with her. 
Uh, Sarah Osborne um, didn't like to go to church. Um, she had her own kind of like way to life. Uh, she this was kind of a big thing. She married an indentured servant. Um, so no. she had a husband before, and I think he was like eh, average like white guy right relatively like kind of well off okay um and then i think he died or something i don't know but um she married an indentured servant if you don't know what an indentured servant is it's someone who has a contract on how long they need to work um in order to pay their fee from wherever they left to come to america usually it's like five years seven years yeah um they did get a little bit of money yeah but it basically just covered food and they lived like in barns and stuff so yeah so she remarried an indentured servant and yeah. people did not like that. They didn't because she was marrying below herself. Just let her live right? her life. No, women can't live their lives. Um, yeah. And then she, I guess she wanted to like have some of her son's inheritance, which I mean, come on. And then um, the person most people know is Tituba. And um, she is Uh the slave that lived in the Paris household. So Reverend Paris. And she comes from South America. She's a South American Indian woman from the West Indies. Um, And obviously in this village, she is extremely different. She's the most different you can ever possibly get Uh being in this village. Um, Uh Now, coming from the West Indies... I have no doubt that Tituba had um, some kind of heritage, genealogy. She had some healing practice. Mm -hmm. Who knows what she had going on? I mean, that was common practice, is common practice all over the Mm -hmm. place. Africa, Latin America, everywhere, you know? And so it's not surprising that she might have done some of these household practices when she was forcibly brought over. Um, so because of things like that, because of her differences, because she lived in the Paris home where these, where these actions originated from, she's like suspect number one. Okay. Um, so she's accused of attracting girls like Abigail and Betty, um, with stories from the Malleus Maleficarum. She would tell them stories from it. And I don't know how true that is. I don't like, but. I don't see how she would be able to read it. She might have been able to. And I haven't looked that far into it, so I don't know. Um, I would just think coming from, you know, South America, even. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think you would have to yeah. even learn how to speak well, English, let alone read it. a lie. Because, I mean, Reverend Paris may have had yeah. a copy in his home because he is a reverend. And so the girls may have found yeah. it because the girls did... Um, say stories from it and they it was like um, sexual encounters with demons and swaying the minds of men and fortune telling and all these things right, and yeah. so I wouldn't doubt I see nothing wrong with any of <laughs> <No>. that <laughs> um, <laughs> but I wouldn't doubt that they find it maybe in his stuff and and uh, run with it yeah and they don't want to be caught that they're reading yeah exactly this thing that they're probably not supposed mm-hmm. to be reading and this yeah. is pure speculation okay. from my part so right of course so yeah. um all of these women were different in some way shape or form they weren't your kind of like typical colonial lady right there was something mm-hmm. um in their background in their history 
there was something and um they had to defend themselves basically uh and they would be interrogated um interrogated extremely aggressively for several days on end and this started on uh march 1st 1962 and then they were sent to jail um what did i say oh my gosh i kept typing 1962 and i was like what are you even doing (laughs) (laughs) you're like dang that wasn't that long ago (laughs) um but after this original group of women went to jail and the obviously mm-hmm. all of this everyone is like hanging on like all information it's like gossip central and as soon as these women oh, yeah. were yeah. sent physically to jail all hell broke loose accusations left right center this person is doing this this person's doing that it, crazy town literally a crazy town um mm-hmm. hysteria okay so In March, um, Martha Corey, a child, literally five years old, Dorothy, we call her Dorothy, the the original name, her original name is Dorcas, but thankfully we changed that name to Dorky, Dorothy and Dorky. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I think we should bring it back, but uh, so Dorothy Good, five years old, and we hear the name Rebecca Nurse uh, a lot in this, um, Rebecca Nurse. Uh, mm-hmm. They're also accused, um, Rachel Clinton, um, as well. Five, five years, years old. old? Uh, uh, Martha. How did she even know? I think I'm pretty would, confident she's a niece <laughs> or Sarah Good's daughter. I don't remember. I didn't write it down. Um, I think oh. she's Sarah Good's daughter. Sorry if I'm wrong, <laughs> but she's so, uh, so uh, an example of. Uh, why these people were arrested martha Corey had been talking to other ladies about her not believing that witches were like real and that all this is being made up and so she's arrested mm. um so she must now rebecca nurse and martha Corey, uh when they were arrested that started a huge hullabaloo in town because they were full members of the church they did all kinds of church things they organized all kinds of church things they were always at church always 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 so they were like the townspeople were like how how like what's what's happening no one well, just how are these people getting like convicted well not yet but yeah. how are they being put in jail because it wasn't like okay stay home until we figure this out it was like oh you're a witch okay go in jail and we'll try you eventually yeah. And it could be like you pissed off, you know, somebody and they're just like, oh, yeah, well, you know, I heard oh, she's that's a witch. exactly so what happened. The hysteria. Yes. Exactly what yeah. happened. Um, so Ugh. the town was very surprised by this because they're super upstanding people um, and that anybody could be accused of a witch, like you said. So it was very surprising and off-putting and people, it just kind of made the hysteria worse. Um, oh, here, look, I did write it down. Mm. Uh, Dorothy Good, Dorcas Good, the five-year-old, is the daughter of Sarah Good. So there you go. Um, so oh, she see? was arrested because she was Sarah's daughter. Did um, research. And because she was Sarah's daughter, she's obviously she's five a witch years too. old. Um, just baby one. Yeah. Let's see. That's how that works. And then, so... Um, again, I'm eliminating a lot in between those arrests and then 
what I'm going to jump into now. Because um, it was just pandemonium. Uh, so this is how it works. Okay. okay? Right. Someone makes an accusation because of a loss, an illness, or a death, um, or blaming convulsions or some other kind of thing on somebody, right? This could be people were blaming each other for death of crops, dead chickens, dead cows, um, food spoiling, someone getting sick. Mm-hmm. Um, they were just saying this time period, anything that went wrong was because of a witch. So who did I talk to before that happened? Um, And then they would kind of say, well, I had this altercation with this person or so on and so Mm. forth. Once you made your accusation, um, a complaint would be formally filed. And then what was called magistrates, which basically like judges, which is the rich white men will, Mm -hmm. um, including reverence, there was no separation of church and state. Um, they would like look into the case and then Um, almost always they'd be like, yeah, she's a witch. Let's go. Or he, um, and if those magistrates were kind of like, okay, yeah, here we go. Um, the case was handed over to the superior court. They just had these names for things that weren't very, I don't think they were very meaningful at the time. Um, So (laughs) these particular magistrates in Salem decided to wait for this new governor who's supposed to come in. Um, So during this time, we are controlled by uh, England, right? And so the governors would be appointed by the king Mm -hmm. and they would come over, okay? And then they would like take over. So um, they're waiting for this new guy to get there. And so these people are like in jail this whole time. Um, So they established this court. It's called the Court of Oyer and Terminer. I don't think I'm saying those wrong or right. It's fine. Um, And then (laughs) after this uh, court was established, then they can have a grand jury, which is basically just people of the town, and um, have a trial. Uh, Someone could be um, charged uh, with afflicting witchcraft or making deals with the devil. Like those were legitimately on the documents. <laughs> and um, and then once all that paperwork was done, then the defendant would get a, like a court date. So remember how I said all those ladies started going to jail in February and March, right? Mm-hmm. The first trials didn't even start until like late May. So all those ladies, they were just like chilling and not chilling. It was disgusting. Like, you know how you see like, how can I explain it? Okay. You know, the movies like Pirates of the Caribbean or the ride Pirates of the Caribbean. And oh my God, I literally just was going to say that. (laughs) Yeah. And so it's like straw on the floor and the rooms are really small. Like when he's in jail, you know, like with the dog and the keys and everything. It's like that. It's exactly like that. So you have um, brick walls, you have very small space or straw everywhere, which means there's fleas and there's lice and there's worms. You have a bucket to do everything you need to do that very rarely gets moved. You don't get any good food. Um, You get all like the Mm -hmm. rotten stuff. Um, and this is East Coast. And even though it's summer, it's still very mm-hmm. chilly, especially when you're in the basement mm-hmm. in a jail made out of bricks or rocks, you know? It's very yeah, moist. Yeah. Um, 
and it's you're in the dark yeah it and the little baby Ugh. girl is in there that's horrible five was um, she with her mom i don't know i don't know if there's any I'm way to assume know that yet. let's just say yes i don't i don't know though yeah um, Let's make ourselves feel better. So, uh, by May, 62 people were in custody. 62. Wow. Um, and these people. This is February to May. This is February to May. Yeah, 62 okay. people are in jail. Um, sidebar, real quick. Uh-huh. So, I went to Salem about a, a little over a year ago now, and we uh-huh. toured the area. And we had a fantastic tour guide who actually was like very sympathetic. And she was like, all this like horrible stuff was happening. And so the old jail was obviously like torn up. And the government, like the Salem like government building, sorry people from Salem if I'm wrong, but I think it's the Salem government building was like built on top of it. And so it's supposed to be like haunted as all hell. Super haunted. Yeah, like super haunted. Um, I would would hope so. I would hope so. I think I said that. I can't remember. <laughs> I was like, well, that whole area has to just be haunted by like just angry ladies and anywhere. indigenous people. Yeah, it's horrible. Yeah. Um, horrible. Sorry. Side note over. Um, so no. when the court finally is convened, and this is June 2nd, 1962, um, we have a new governor. We have a new chief magistrate. They all have names. They're dumb. We're not going to talk about them because they're horrible people. And (laughs) they're going to bring Bridget Bishop's case. Okay. She's going to be the first one. And she is going to go up to the grand jury and they're going to say all these things. She doesn't live a Puritan lifestyle. She wears black clothes. She wears odd clothes. She doesn't live to the Puritan code. Um, Obviously, she talks to the devil. They talk about her coat. She said her their, her coat was like sewn weird, and it's oh like God. she sounds cool. It's I don't know. It's crazy. So <laughs> she all sounds of like these a fun things, time. and unfortunately, she's gonna be the first one, I believe, to be hung. Hmm. Um. So let me break this down for them. After Bishop, there's just trials and trials and trials and trials, right? I'm not going to go through the trials. It's uh-huh. literally a lot of white men lying, a lot of young girls lying, a lot of dramatics, a uh-huh. lot of screaming and yelling and all of those contortion things they uh-huh. were doing and talking about, oh, look, the devil's in the corner, making them do these things and torture. And it's horrible, horrible experience. And these trials yeah. go on for forever. So. Um, At the end, though, there were four execution dates. So uh, one person was executed on June 10th, uh, 1695 or 1692. I'm sorry. I believe that was Bridget Bishop. Um, Five people were executed on July 19th of 1692. The Sarah Good, Rebecca Nurse, Susanna Martin and Elizabeth Howe and Sarah Wilds. Another five were executed on August 19th of 1692. This is uh, Martha Carrier, John Willard, George Burroughs, George Jacobs Sr., and John Proctor. And eight on September 22nd of 1692. These are um, Mary Easley, Martha Corey, Ann Pruder, uh, Samuel Wardwell, Mary Parker, 
Alice Parker, Wilmot Red, and Margaret Scott. So there were a mix of obviously more women to men. Um, the men oftentimes were husbands Did- or relations or arguing against okay. witchcraft that this was all a hot mess. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. That's what I was going to ask. So um, okay. several other people... Uh, like Elizabeth Proctor and Abigail Faulkner were convicted, like said, okay, you're a witch, but they weren't um, put to death because they were pregnant. Um, Five other women Uh, were convicted in 1692, but also not put to death just because they, it never happened, I guess. Um, That is Mary Bradbury, um, Anne Foster, who is eventually going to die in prison, Mary Lacey, uh, Dorcas Hoare, and Abigail Hobbs. So they are convicted. It said legally it says they are a witch, but um, they just uh, never go to the gallows for whatever reason. Um, And then uh, the I think this is the last person. This is one of the last people to pass, I think. Um, Giles Corey, he is one of the men. He's an 81-year-old farmer. um, And he basically was like, this is a bunch of bullshit. What's happening? Um, They're like, well, you're a witch, obviously. And he refused. So if you said in court, yes, I'm a witch, most of the time you would not be convicted. And they would say, okay, do you promise to be, I don't know, born again, saved? I don't know what they do in the period of time. (laughs) Yes, stop, please. Um, Do you like (laughs) promise or whatever? And they'd be like, yes, yes, yes. And so those women generally weren't killed. The women who were killed and the men were those who refused to plead um, guilty. So, um, and then that's when like the tests and the tortures and stuff were taking place. And they were like, well their witch um so Corey unfortunately passes away um during one of these uh tortures and this one i will tell you just because mm-hmm. it's how he died um because it wasn't a conviction it was an accident basically um he mm-hmm. uh they basically put rocks on top of him until he couldn't breathe anymore um and apparently Right. Yeah, There's a name it's, for well, that. it's French. Yeah. I don't know what it says. Um, so that was just really sad because he was like just an old guy who was like, hey, I've lived a long old. time and this is a bunch of crap. Um, yeah. And then like, so there's other things. It's like, well, if you're a witch, you can't say like, uh, what is it called? Like the father's prayer. What's that called? Right. Yeah. And uh, one the Lord's of, prayer. The Lord's prayer. Thank you. Um, and one of the men literally standing at the gallows with like the rope around his neck, like said the Lord's prayer so eloquently, so beautifully that people in the audience, cause this was a form of entertainment, the hangings, um, uh-huh. people in the audience were getting very uncomfortable and they were like, that guy's not a witch. Like they were shuffling and there was like starting murmurs and you could uh-huh. see it in people's faces. And I think someone like, even like a mistake. tabbed on the magistrate's shoulder and they were like, um, he's not supposed to be able to do that. And then I think the magistrate was like, oh, no, the devil's making him do it. And then like pulled the thing. Yeah. Is yeah. It was just like they had to follow through, you know, it's like they had to follow through or else. What's Such the point? like 
fragile they have such like a fragile hold on everyone mm-hmm. that yeah. like they just didn't want to be seen as like weak. absolutely such like toxic masculinity oh, horrible like, toxic masculinity perfect example of it toxic masculinity pettiness uh guilt greed Hysteria. it was it's just horrible um yeah yeah it's just no good uh yeah. so uh the two ladies who were um really big members of the church rebecca nurse and martha cory uh they mm-hmm. i think they can i think they confessed um under torture and uh they were mm-hmm. convicted witches and they were excommunicated from the church and denied proper burial um and as with the, for the other bodies, um, they were just so disrespectful. And it, this is part of like what the Bible teaches and what people interpret it as. But a lot of religions like deep Catholicism, you can't be buried in sacred ground if you're not baptized. Um, mm-hmm. You can't get your like mm-hmm. last rites and things like that. And this mm-hmm. was kind of part of that where they weren't allowed to be buried um, in family plots. They were buried in unmarked graves. And um, if a family knew where that unmarked grave was, oftentimes they would go in the middle of the night and dig them up and like rebury them, which is like so traumatizing. Wow. Um, yeah. And then a lot of families don't even know where their where their relatives were buried. Um, it's just like one last like disrespect. Yeah, exactly. Um, it was just horrible. That's sad. So by the time October rolls around, um, October of 1692 and then through March of 1693, so the end of the year into the new year, um, there's a lot of people who are uh, accused, released, not found guilty um, or uh, confessed and were let go. However, Mm -hmm. this is, I mean... It's horrible. The gel system just literally has never been good. Yeah. Um, ever. Th- even though they weren't guilty or found guilty or whatever or allowed to leave, they couldn't leave until their families paid their jail fees. And oftentimes, no matter how hard families work, they could never pay off the jail fees. And so people would just be in prison for so long because they couldn't get the money together wow. or earn enough money to get them out of jail. Nothing changes in this country. Does no, because they had to pay. It was basically room and board and the, the family had yeah. to pay it. Yeah. And the person couldn't leave. And then you just had that debt. Like they had to pay it before the person could leave. And like the longer you're there, the, the more money you mm-hmm. owe. Yeah. And um, so. It's just like now, like you have money. Uh-huh. You never even see the inside of a jail. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, one of the later women to die in prison was Lydia Dustin and she's going to die on March 10th of 1963, um, because of the conditions in jail. And she's going to be, I think the last of five to pass away from jail or from being in the jail. Um, this is a combination of, uh, malnutrition as well as old age. Cause a lot of the people are, um, or some of the people are older and it's harder for them to mm-hmm. be in jail. Yeah. That's basically like a nutshell, like a concentrated version of like 
the first kind of stuff to happen. Now this happens for a little, this happened, I think it continues for like two more months, May, May of 1693. Um, So it's almost a year and a half of this happening. And um, before I get into another part that I wanted to talk about, Massachusetts isn't the only colony that this happened in. Um, So Mm -hmm. as you know, we had 13 colonies. You had to like know them in fifth grade. and can couldn't tell you what they I are now could but i won't um in connecticut <laughs> in 1647 um this is 1647 okay and we're talking 1693 here with salem so oh so like 50 years yeah. um elise young was actually the first person in america executed for witchcraft um before wow. connecticut's final witch which trial took place in 1697 46 people were accused of witchcraft in that state and 11 were put to death um so that's just in connecticut uh in virginia wow. um people wait that went on for 50 years uh yeah 50 years 11 people yeah wow. so it's a long time to be afraid uh yeah and it didn't stop after that um, in Virginia, yeah. people were less like worried about witches, um, and <laughs> like question mark. Uh, and in Virginia, in 1655, <laughs> there was actually a law made that said you couldn't falsely accuse someone of being a witch because it was such a traumatic experience, and you ba- you literally lost everything. Um, so yeah. still, uh, witchcraft is always a concern. And then even with that law, about uh, two dozen witch trials took place, mostly women, um, between 1626 and 1730. So a long okay. time. And let me just give you some context. But nobody died. 1730. Okay. We went to war in like 17... 17- Seventy-two, six. Well, we ended the war in seventeen seventy-six. Oh, I'm just singing Hamilton <laughs> in my head. So. But like, we went to war in the seventeen seventies. <laughs> That's forty years later. Okay. So I mean, oh my god. Um, yeah. It's bananas. Yeah. George Washington was alive, Banana. was he? I could be lying. <laughs> okay, so evidence used. Um, these people are wackadoos uh so there's something called a touch test (laughs) and um basically so the touch test was when someone was in a fit okay and the accused Mm -hmm. person walked up to the person in a fit and touched Mm -hmm. them if they stop then that is the person causing the fit if they don't stop that is not the person causing the fit So if little Miss Paris is flopping around on the floor and her accused walks up and touches her and little Paris is like, oh, she's coming. I'm going to stop because I want her to be a witch. She's going to stop. She's going to stop. Oh, my God. How do you? Oh, my God. Logic was passed then. I'd be like, put a blindfold on her. system here at this point. Oh, my God. Well, clearly, yes. <laughs> Everything going um, on. Another thing yeah. that was okay. used was what's called a witch cake. And um, mm. one of the Sounds reverends, delicious. Lawson, Reverend Lawson, um, I guess 
gave permission or something for this cake to be made and um it's made out of the urine of the afflicted girls as well as rye and i guess it's like set out and it's supposed to draw out like like maybe a talisman or something like supposed to draw out like who's supposed to do this it was very unclear um but then it was also fed to a dog so i think the dog was supposed to go eat it i don't know yeah like this part was very confusing but i decided to keep it in here anyway just for funsies um a witch cake mm -hmm. i'm gonna make a witch cake but like a chocolate like chocolate um yeah Another yes, another interesting piece of evidence which you would not hold up in court today um, is spectral evidence. Any of that? <laughs> you know, I wouldn't be surprised with some of it, but <laughs> spectral evidence. Yeah. Um, basically, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, let's see. Um, uh, I'm going to read you the sentence. Um, the theological dispute that ensued about the use of spectral evidence was based on whether a person had to give permission to the devil for his or her shape to be used to afflict someone else. So they w- they would say that the spectral evidence was like... Um, They'd be the- like, here's the ghost of Granny Hester. And everyone had to like pretend to watch her give testimony or what? No, it was like... <laughs> I'm like, no. Um, like, no. <laughs> so uh, I'm just going to use names as an example. It's not saying that this happened. Okay. Um, but say the young Paris girl, right, was having a fit. And it was like okay. the middle of the night. And she okay. was like, don't you see Sarah Good in the corner? Sarah Good's like doing this to me. Like, don't you see okay. her? And then like the next day when they go to arrest Sarah Good, her husband's like, no, she's like right here. And they're like, yeah, but it was the devil yeah, like, using yeah. her soul or her like image. And she had to get permission for that to happen. Why would the devil need to do that? Why would the devil need permission? Right. Wouldn't the devil <laughs> just be like, no, I got this. Like, why yeah. would he need to use someone else? You know? Oh, God. The things. Yes. Yeah. No. The things. Yeah. Um, another huge part was testimony. Um, mm-hmm. Just literal testimony of these children. Um mm-hmm. As well as testimony from the confessed witches who would, like, lie to, like, basically try to, like, get out of this mess. Um, And so, like, girls would go up and say, like, oh, yeah, it was, like, this person. Um, And then the torture would cause other people to agree or to say yes, okay? Um, Right. Apparently, they found, like, poppets, which are, like, those little cloth dolls. Yeah. A book about palmistry, a book about horoscopes, um, okay. homemade ointments and herbal remedies and such in some of these homes. And so, obviously, they're witches, which they might have been, they, you know, who knows? I mean, um, yeah. But they might have also been just practicing traditional home healing. I mean... Ugh. Yeah, I thought white people loved homeopathy. You know, pick Come and on. choose. Pick a lane, guys. Nope, never. <laughs> um, a witch's teat is basically like a mole or a blemish somewhere on the body that is insensitive to touch. So if you touch it or pinch your mole or whatever, you don't feel it. 
Okay. Um, which I think is just a skin tag. It's like, just don't pinch my mole. Like, leave me yeah. Don't touch me. Um, means you're a witch. Yeah, so don't have skin tags. I have them. <laughs> I don't, but I know people in my family do. And are they genetic? I don't know. It's just a weird either. thing to... It's a weird thing. Like, where'd that yeah, even come just... from? Yeah. Who touched someone enough when... to find out that that didn't <laughs> feel anything? Yeah. How personal are you getting with these people? It was horrible. Well, I guess it'd be like, hey, you're you're accused. You know, we'll strip off all your clothes and look for the mark or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Um, so all of that evidence, as well as a lot of the torture was used as evidence as well. Um, and again, I'm not going to talk about that, but there were different physical examinations, torture, conversations, testimonies, spectral evidence, um, a whole bunch of lying and running around in mm -hmm. circles and trying mm -hmm. to cover yourself and cover your family and right. lying or just mentally well, not strong enough to disagree anymore. Yeah, the um, thing is, like, when you're scared and you're like, well, it's me or my family or your family, mm -hmm. I mean, I would think most of the time people are, are going to, they have that self-preservation thing, you know? Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm going to protect my family. And yes. no, it wasn't me. It was her. She's the witch. You know, she made me do it or whatever. Yeah. <sighs> so, in the, like, short term, like, the immediate aftermath, of um this whole hot mess um mm -hmm. is that the last trial in salem was in may of 1693 and um there was kind of a split in the community over was this wrong or not was this real or mm -hmm. not um mm -hmm. and over time uh, the families of the accused and the deceased are going to try to fight back to get retribution financially and just legally in paperwork. Um, let's see. Briefly after, not that long after, I think it's still in the 90s, like 95 or something. Well, 1695. Um <laughs> A fasting day was held where the village was supposed to fast for the entire day in honor of the people who were killed or murdered. Um, mm -hmm. However, uh, the reverend in charge said that it was a fasting day referring to the late tragedy raised among us by Satan and his instruments. So they were honoring them, but still saying, but Satan, Satan still made, made them do it. Do it. No, not made so, them. Satan made them still do all those things. But let's honor. Oh, that okay, day okay, anyway. okay. Yeah. So yes, they died, but they still deserved it. Basically, yes. <laughs> um, between seventeen hundred and seventeen ten, uh, a lot of uh, legal petitions were made to clear the names of all of these people. There was a, uh, I think, about two hundred, a little bit less than two hundred people, including those who passed away. Or not passed yeah. away, were murdered. And um, it was only successful for those who um, in court were not found guilty. Either they confessed or were not found guilty based on the wonky evidence. Um, mm -hmm. But some of those names were cleared. And then in 1711, another petition was granted. I did some math here. I did some math. Okay. Um, here we go. 22 people were on this petition to clear their names and it was granted 
and they were um, given five hundred. These are people in that two hundred who were convicted but never executed. Yes, and so not like the families. There might have been families. I'm gonna say I don't know on that. Okay. Yeah, but it was twenty two names. Okay, and they were um, given five hundred and seventy eight euro. Which in 1711, um, I did math and I did research. So in 1711, <laughs> 578 euro would have been 37,000 euro or like dollars. Um, and divided, that would have been about $26.27 a person or in oh, today's money. They had um, to split it? Well, yeah, the 578. So each person was given $26.27. Or in today's money, $1,684. No, $1, oh, that's not worth it. No. And I don't know how much the jail bill was. So. Right? Yeah. Oh. Um, I mean, I know at the time, just knowing the history, that would have been like a manageable amount of money. They would have been like, oh, cool. Like, I could pay rent or something. Um, but still... When but in the grand scheme like of things, years of your life, <laughs> yeah, especially since if you went through the process of being tried as a witch, you lost everything. You lost your reputation. Yeah. Some of and them lost their forever. families. They lost their jobs. A lot of them lost their homes. Like no one wants to deal with a witch. And you Even- see it all the time. Again, people who are wrongfully convicted, but there are still people who are like, well, no, they still did it. Yeah, exactly. Like, even even if their names are clear, they're never going to get their reputation back. And that happened not just with individuals, but with the families as well. So right. like a lot of the families would become destitute because no one wanted to work with that family anymore. And a lot of them had to move and go away, mm. um, which is really hard to do in that time period since they had to like walk or take a horse. Right. And things they, were they far back then. <laughs> Everything took yeah. like a whole day to get to. There's like yeah. wolves. There is no highway. And bears and coyotes. <laughs> and <laughs> It's true. Yeah. No, I know. It's just... <laughs> no, you're right. <laughs> it was horrible. Yeah. No, yeah. It's like life or death every day. Yeah. Um, Long term, like now, right? Uh, mm-hmm. In So... Some of these women and men were accused in Salem, the actual Salem like township, Salem Village, but then some um, were in a different kind of like township, which is now named Danvers today. And um, in 1992, Salem and Danvers uh, worked together to like kind of like commemorate the trial. That was the 300th anniversary, I believe. And uh, they passed an act... Um, this is in 1992, but yeah, I, so that's a lot. I don't know if 300, well, 300 years, 300 anniversary, duh, Jessica, but um, it took <laughs> that long to exonerate some of these names. Um, and any person who was in any way convicted or stained because of this, their name was cleared legally if it was are still in there. Um, and this was when the, uh, Salem Witch Trials Memorial Park was created. Uh, there is, 
I've been there. It's gorgeous. It's very emotional. And it's a rectangle made out of benches. And each bench has one of the people's names on it, um, from Sarah Good to um, Giles. And um, so each name is on there. And when I went, you could tell that like some rituals were done by some um, Mm. local practitioners and there was flowers on every bench and someone Mm. had put pearls on every bench and um, it was just really nice. And people, so um, the people of Salem really take care of that area. Yeah. Um, And then what's funny is that this took place. And most of, if not all of these people were not witches. No. But yeah. now Salem is like, uh, like not a Mecca, but like a place where people who do practice witchcraft like flock to. Yeah. I have some information on it's that. It's like, okay, keep going. I, keep, I don't mean to keep interrupting you. No. Well, I mean, <laughs> that's why there's two of us. Oh, that's <laughs> so true. we can do that. <laughs> um, I could be wrong, but I'm. I think there are some of the bones um, in the memorial, like um, ethically done, you know, um, that yeah, were yeah. said to have been uh, possible remnants of those um, people because, again, it's like mass graves and some um, didn't yeah. know. And it, it actually took Salem a little bit of time to find where that was. Um, wow. So, and then in January of 2016, um, the University of Virginia has a project um, that's like researching scientifically the execution site on Gallows Hill in Salem, uh, where 19 of these people um, had been hanged um, doing like a ground penetrating radar and different kind of like te- technologies um, to try to find more of the remains of these people who are not buried oh. appropriately. Well, that's nice. Yeah, that is very nice. Um, and there's also a there's a memorial right there as well. Um, mm. So some kind of like iffy situations, depending on who you talk to in Salem. Um, in <laughs> 2005, a statue was put up in on, in honor of the show Bewitched, and um, huh. I guess it was because some of it was filmed in Salem and the people thought, well, the people in charge of the statue thought that this was like a turning point for Salem because up until okay. maybe that point, a lot of the witchiness was seen negative and then bewitched kind of brought it into the home, I guess you can say. Um, yeah. And so they wanted to like honor that and honor the actress. And so they had this like nine foot bronze statue of like the actress sitting in like the little crescent moon, you know, it is a super cute statue. Um, but the town is basically split on like, this is really inappropriate or <laughs> no, this brings like a shit ton of tourism into our town. So come on. Um, mm, that's true. So it's, it's kind of split and I don't really know where I fall on it either, but yeah, it seems it's a little, it's a little like kitschy. Oh, it's definitely kitschy. You know? I've seen it. It's cute. I've, but I mean, yeah, I don't know how I feel about it because yeah. I mean, bewitched is like such a, I mean, yes, it brought, uh, like, the idea, concept of, like, a decent, quote-unquote, like, witch into, like, 
you know, the average person's home. Yeah. But at the same time, like these all these people were murdered here, you know, like Oh yeah. For yeah, sure. I don't know. I don't I can't I can't decide this quickly and I feel about it. <laughs> and I think again it's like white people trying to put a band aid on something. Yeah, it feels very that. Yeah. yeah. And so that's I yeah. Um Yeah. If you live there, let us know. What do people think? Yeah. Is it still even a thing? Yeah, let it's us been know. 15 like years. what do the what do, they what do the real like locals feel about it? Yeah. Um okay, diving deeper on like long-term Ooh. consequences, okay? Um mm-hmm. I mean, so cringy, but it's constant is like, quote, (laughs) finger quotes, witch hunts. And literally the terminology starts from this. Um, Yeah. Starts in Europe and then trickles into the into the quote unquote new world. Um, But witch hunts and (laughs) (laughs) um, I mean, they're everywhere. You know, we have like racial witch hunts. Um, which pop up every couple years when white people decide that they're being infringed upon and um oh they're so oppressed so yeah. oppressed and one of the big <laughs> ones um which really was a witch hunt and in full scale terms um was communism in America the red scare and yeah. mm-hmm. just literally this housewife sick cuz 50s was literally keeping up with the robinsons you know and yeah it was just everyone competing for money and for growth and for growth and for growth. And I have yeah. this and look at my new car and look at this fridge and look at my beautiful apron and my beautiful wife and my beautiful 2.5 kids and my white picket fence. Yeah. And um, it was so much competition, just like in Salem, just like in the village. And so yeah. you have people tattletailing and calling out and fake whistleblowing. Yeah. And there's, and there's this threat, you know, like this communist, threat somewhere else in the world and if Mm -hmm. someone is doing better than you or you're not doing as well as you think or the same situation if someone just pisses you off or looks at you funny communist you know like that's the it's the boogeyman it's the easy thing to point to to say yeah it's the same thing like I don't know if this is appropriate but the same thing that happened like during the holocaust you know like they the they blame the Jews. Oh no! At, yeah, for no, everything, obviously not you know? to the same scale, but absolutely. Yeah, it's yeah, like obviously, like it millions just of people a, weren't murdered here. Yeah, but I mean, people not died. The Red Scare, but it was both. Both are definitely witch hunts for sure. It's just yeah. one in Germany. I know it's going to sound weird, but it was more in like a bubble because it was yeah, kind of like um, oh yeah. Uh-huh. two specific groups one very yeah. much going after the other um mm-hmm. and in like the red scare and communism it was white america going after spies and commies and yeah just yeah. panda it's the same hysteria mass hysteria hysteria yeah um, it's the same the same mindset and it catches on yeah and what's really interesting is that in the salem witch museum um, that is in mm-hmm. Salem. They have a really cool kind of like I know I'm bringing Disneyland back again, but like Pirates of the Caribbean <laughs> and like other like animatronics, like quasi Disney uh-huh. like animatronic creature things, um, but they're uh-huh. humans. Um, 
they have all the scenes of like the main parts that happened in the witch trials. You kind of like watch this, like, I think it's like 20 minutes. Um, okay. And it's a little spooky and, but it's really cool because yeah. it tells like the breakdown of the history is super unbiased. And, and then it takes you through, um, you walk through and it teaches you. I think I've talked about this before, but it teaches you about how the women in these times were really working with herbs and showing you those herbs and flowers and the drying methods mm -hmm. and how all of that got misconstrued. Um, right. And then it takes you more and talks about all the witches through media, which, again, we've talked about in another podcast. And then there's a room about communism. And it talks oh. about communism and it talks about modern Wicca and modern like pagan practice and how like everything is just really misunderstood. It's so good. Oh, my God. So if you can go to Salem, go to the Salem Witch Museum. Don't go in October. Poor people no. of Salem get bombarded. But um, go like this time next year. Yeah, for sure. And um, it was really cool. But I was really surprised when I went in with this like whole section on communism. And I was like, I left and all just made so much sense and just make piecing together the other parts of American world history where these things happen. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And so from that, yeah. from like the communism and the idea of witch hunt and stuff, um, Arthur Miller wrote The Crucible. It was, uh, mm. I mean, you had to read it in like seventh grade or something, yeah. but, uh, mm. basically it retold the Salem witch trials with the underlining metaphor of communism, um, and how mm -hmm. America is like the Puritans and the witches were the, um, innocent, uh, quote unquote communists. Right. So, right. After that came out, a lot of people started making connections again. That came out in 1953. Um, so, and then Salem got a lot of attention again after that. Uh, and it, so there's a lot. There's a lot. I can keep going about communism and witch hunts and stuff, and I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to. But um, another interesting side effect of this, of the Salem thing they're not uh -huh. thing, but the Salem witch trials is that um, during that time period, judges heavily like relied on the input and like speculation of reverends and priests and ministers and whatnot. And um, this started, I mean, obviously it takes a really long time, like until we ratify our constitution and like after right. like a long time. <laughs> there's not even a constitution at this point. No, there's no constitution. No, we have the... Um, Never mind. I'm not going to. No. But uh, <laughs> we have no church and state separation. And um, right. so there's a heavy reliance. It's like it's a partnership. And this starts right. to form those cracks. Those like, dude, these reverends said all these things and we killed all these people. And look now where we are. Yeah. <laughs> and like so it, it starts this like crack between um, church and state. So. In the long term, a very mild positive, um, if you can find any, but yeah. yeah. Um, and then another thing was just like research on hysteria. So this is one of the, if you ever search hysteria, instances of hysteria, Salem Witch Trials is going to pop up. There's a really great episode about hysteria on um, the podcast Stuff You Should Know. And um okay. Oh my gosh, it breaks down so many fascinating cases and it does talk about the Salem witch trials in there. So if you're interested in that, um, but just hysteria and like research 
based practice on what hysteria is, what it means, how to break it down, how to avoid it, which apparently we never learned how to do. Yeah. I was going to say, like, do you think because you've done, I mean, I, I could tell you what hysteria is with example, you know, mm-hmm. but you, I don't know if you know more about it than I do, but would you say like what's going on right now is like a type of hysteria with like people protesting to reopen the government and in, in uh, the United States and like stuff like people catching on to like the, the pandemic, you know, video or the video of those two idiot yeah. doctors, you know, like, do you, do you think like this is I like do. a form of that or do you, or is there like a definition like people have to no. be harmed? Which I mean, no. people are being harmed because people um, are dying. There's definitely instances of hysteria where no harm is caused or like physical harm is caused okay. like vomiting or or fainting because of um, intense physical reactions to the hysteria. Like there was a school... Um, I don't know. I can't remember where it was to talk about it in that podcast episode of stuff you should know where the girls were just like screaming and crying and just a couple of them started and then literally the entire school of girls were doing it and it was causing like physical harm. Yeah. It's like this domino effect in like small bubbles of space. Um, but mm-hmm. I, I definitely think that this is a form of hysteria caused by two very vocal opposing opinions. Going back and making that yeah. comparison to 1692 Salem, where, again, the French and the British were always going at it. There was a smallpox outbreak in the colonies. There were Native yeah. Americans fighting for their home and their right in the country. There was weather. I mean, East uh-huh. Coast weather 300 years ago was intense. Uh-huh. There was like all of these things. There was starvation. There was yeah. freezing to death. There was competition for land and for um, just notoriety and respect in the church and all of these things. And we want my family to be a respected family. So we need to do all these things, keeping up with the Joneses or whatever. And even though it's not the same things, we're still having all of these things happen. And it's, it's like same, a time period payment. where it's like, like you said, there is yeah. going to be a boiling point. And so what that boiling point is going to be, because in Salem, that boiling point was the witch trials. Who knows what's going to happen? I know. Looks Today like in murder, Salem, yeah. oh. uh, it's gorgeous. Um, wonderful place. One of my favorite places I've ever been. Um, beautiful town. Wonderful people. And uh, mm. it's just really interesting. Um, and I think it, it takes like a trauma like that. Yeah. For people to say like, well, you know what? We don't do that here. Mm-hmm. Like, And it took Salem we, it, a really long time to, I don't, I mean, I don't know. Obviously I don't live there and I don't know the very specific history of the, of the city, but it took them a while mm-hmm. if it wasn't until 2005 that like those things started happening, you know? Um, right. But modern Salem today is very much so a witch town. Um, yeah. And Salem considers itself a witch town and they cater to um, what I call witch tourism um, because, (laughs) I mean, I went to Salem for that reason. 
Like it was something that I've yeah. always wanted to do. I was in yeah. every single witch new age shop. I bought things from every single person. And I was just like, this is literally <laughs> the best thing because there's stores mm-hmm. everywhere and it's great and it's beautiful and there's history. Mm-hmm. And it was just right up. It was my jam. Um, yeah. But some people in Salem don't like that. Some citizens of Salem don't really like the way that the tourism went. But I mean, just in, like any tourist uh, location, it just flows that way. Yeah. And especially yeah. with Bewitched, it turned Salem into a big tourism boom town. Um, yeah. There's the museums and there's actual practice taking place there. And there's um, there's stores that are actual practice. And then there are stores that are catering you know to the tourists Mm -hmm. so if you Mm -hmm. do go or if you've lived there maybe you can shine some light on what's what in our comments on instagram but um and so the vox article um is from a couple years ago i think 2016 but the vox article said that it spoke to some local witches Mm -hmm. um and that there are witch wars or like rivalries between stores um like turf wars yeah like price fixings <laughs> for like um tarot readings and like all kinds of things that it's just like interesting to see behind the scenes you know and i don't know if that's still the yeah, case today I think, um i think that's natural it though, is absolutely like in the economy in, but yeah. it's just so interesting to me that like in the united states there's like actual like witch turf wars which is kind of cool um <laughs> maybe not to them because they're probably upset about it but it's like yeah. hopeful <laughs> you know yeah it's nice it's like it brings there was such oh god such drama there for so long that it's nice it's like i feel like it's like healing almost that it's, it's so open and people are there to celebrate instead of you know instead of the opposite where people were like being murdered yeah because people are there to celebrate witchcraft and whatever form that may be so i think that's i think it's really cool and i mean i obviously i don't live there and i don't have to deal with the tourists and things like that but yeah um i think it's nice to have that sort of that sort of like destination that people can go to yes absolutely okay so one more thing i wanted to talk about in this very long episode that's fine um (laughs) is in regards to actual practice and the ramifications it had on like actual practice. So there's no doubt in mind that in Salem, there may have been women or men who were practicing some kind of craft, whether it be generational heritage, healing craft, um, or just full blown craft, Mm -hmm. like, it's, it's a thing that happened to these people. They came from Europe. They came from everywhere. And, like, you can't not travel from around the world and not bring things with you, um, right. especially in this realm. Um, and I think in, in doing research and just a personal opinion, of course, but uh, it's like a mix of these two, <laughs> there were... Um, midwives, uh, medically inclined women, women who worked in herbal practice, um, who did have to stop or be more secretive um, or more careful about who they helped when they helped who, um, had to leave different Puritan places because of these dangers, had to live more on the outskirts um, because they were scared. And this 
uh, mm-hmm. led to a lack of practice because of that fear. Um, and mm-hmm. I don't doubt and in research have seen that it has kind of led to kind of like a, a generational or heritage practice being lost in certain families um, just because of that fear. Oh, yeah. And just no longer actively practicing. And so you lose it. And you hear all the time on Facebook pages and different forums and in books that are um, written about women who and men who are finding um, their way back to their craft, um, especially after learning or reading documents or digging through their ancestry about finding um, these like folks who who practice this way in the past, or, um, they hear verbal stories through their families and, um, it just, it's a thing that definitely happened. Um, it was a huge trauma and with trauma you hide and you hide the different pieces that caused that mm-hmm. trauma. Um, mm-hmm. just like kind of, so yeah, exactly. Just with any other kind of like intense religious movement, because this was a religious movement. It was the Christians or the, it was the Puritans against, this what they called devil worship even though the devil had nothing to do with it um that kind of like lasting impact put this like really negative vibe on just herbal and home remedy and practice and yeah anything anything that wasn't like puritan and accepted exactly. by the puritan, and it led to more like medical-based practice and going to actually see a doctor um during birth or during whatever instead of going to your local like midwife or okay. um mm-hmm. anybody for herbal remedies and obviously they still did do that like through the years um but i mean man it 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 definitely had an impact on um the growth it put a stop yeah i mean i would say kind of in oh absolutely i can't i mean who knows how many like you said like mm-hmm. generations were lost to their their heritage like just as an like as a personal example our my ancestors were mm-hmm. here you know like this we're in southern california this was mexico and having to be uh, having to be driven either to what is modern day Mexico or having to uh, acclimate to whatever was uh, accepted at the time. Um, Even though I did have, we had a lot of openness in my family about um, the quote unquote witchcraft or whatever you call it. But we did lose Mm -hmm. a lot of our heritage. We, you know, there's a lot of things that we don't do that. Like you said, I am one of those people that is trying to find their way back to you know, ancient or generational practices because we, my gra- grandparents or great grandparents just thought, you know what, we're going to acclimate. We're going to be Americans. We are Americans, you know, like we're, that's why I don't know Spanish. Yeah. That's why, you know, we don't, they didn't teach their children because they wanted them to be accepted and they wanted them to just yeah. be okay, which is the, the overall like, systemic racism or any kind of ism towards people in America is like this was this was even against white people mm-hmm. against white people but it's like oh, yeah, the other sure. you know there's just they were they were quote yeah. unquote like different it's just it's like mind-boggling how it just never changes the mm-hmm. target changes but there's as always something it's always like exactly. us versus them and it's uh 
it's, it, it still hasn't gone away. Even though we look back at this time, it's like, oh my God, they were so, um, you know, what is it? Like they were so archaic and they were, how could they mm -hmm. do this? And how, you know, it happened still to this day. Yeah, it's crazy. Absolutely. To think about. And I mean, it's not surprising that in the last, I would say, 10 years, maybe even 15 years, we've had this like resurgence of Wiccan pagan practice, or at least not necessarily resurgence, but people kind of like coming um, out into the open with it. And then more people finding mm -hmm, it because mm -hmm. we're living, we, I don't want to say like oppressed, but we're, we're so bound by like technology and it's just taboo. It's just getting into the craft and getting into the practice. It really like frees you and opens you up to all these things, including research mm -hmm. on your background and mm -hmm. what was going on there and what was going on in your yeah. past and in your ancestry. And I think um, that it's definitely not surprising. And I th that's so important yeah. to everyone, you know, regardless of mm -hmm. where you come from. You could come from, you know, England or Ireland or Africa or India or whatever, Mexico, yeah. whatever. But when you come, when you come to a place, especially, you know, like people who were forced mm -hmm. to come here as slaves, they lost so much. Oh, of their, they lost so much. They their lost heritage. so much. And like, like everything, you know, like it's, uh, I think it's really, it's really nice to see people especially people of color, like this generation, like our generation and mm -hmm. the younger generation, like really focus on, I want to find out yeah. where I came from. I want to mm -hmm. get back to those roots. I want to, you know, honor my ancestors. I think it's like, whenever I see like all those witchy Facebook, Facebook yeah. groups that we're in or whatever, I think it's, I, it's so, it's just like, it warms my heart a little when people are like, oh my God, I, I'm getting back to this. I've never done this before, but I, you know, maybe I found this book or I found out about my aunt who used to do this, yeah. you know, like whatever. I think it's really important to find that stuff in yourself, just yeah, to know absolutely. where you came from and to know that it's been, mm -hmm. people have been doing this stuff, witchcraft forever, forever. forever. And like, there's literally definitely people out there um, in these communities who are super proud to have had these women and men in their ancestry um, and mm -hmm. just to kind of like help recognize them more because this was definitely yeah. something that did not need to happen and it was this very just awkward and circumstantial bubble mm -hmm. of hysteria that caused the hiding and oppression of a group of people who are actually mm -hmm. very calm and nice. Yeah. Most <laughs> and of us are very nice. Always goes. Oh yeah, definitely. Well, I'm very glad. Nice. I mean, I'm, I'm glad to learn about it. I mean, obviously we all know a little about it or at least tangentially what have heard yeah. about it, you know, but it's nice to know some of the details without mm -hmm. having to go into like the gory details. I think that's, um, you did a great job. I learned a lot. Yeah. And I couldn't go deeper into the misogyny and like <laughs> greed, political and yeah. greed and yeah. just financial greed that kind of like went along with this as well. Cause that was basically what right. the trials were. And I was just the trials aren't the point. the The point is that these people died, and they there was no people. reason for it. No, um, none, none, and God just that 
just that book what is it the Maleficarum and the Bible and just everything mixing together and now obviously we know that that book is a fictional text (laughs) but they didn't know that back then I think if anything you hopefully you just take away that it's important to stand up for what you think is right Mm -hmm. and just Speak out for people you see that are being oppressed. Um, you know, I think that's really important because what is it like the silence only benefits the oppressor? Yeah. So like you not having an opinion on these things doesn't benefit the oppressed. You need to have an opinion and you need to make that known, especially uh, toward people of color or yeah. marginalized people, LGBTQIA people, of black people of color, and you know women children you know like you just you, it's, it's really important and it's something i know i'm like going on and on about it but mm-hmm. it's like i'm very passionate about it yeah because i feel like people some people i'm and even people that i know personally have been like well i'm not i'm not political you know <laughs> i don't think some people don't have that privilege so uh, you know get political especially mm-hmm. if you're a woman get oh, political yeah. Stand up for the little person. Yeah. Even if you are the little person, stand up for yourself. Yeah. Um, otherwise, shit like this happens, you know? <laughs> like for it, real. You, people, how many pe- good people stood by and just let it happen? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. And that's the problem. Yeah. So, I'm sorry to rant on about it, but no, that's I'm fine. very, yeah. I'm not sorry to rant on about it. No. <laughs> but Go yeah, for that's it. how I feel. So. No, this was very, very informational. And uh, thank you for doing all that research. Yeah. did a great job. It was both um, informative and infuriating, (laughs) which I guess is a lot of, it's a lot of our history. That's politics in the... (laughs) In a nutshell. Yeah, for real. Mm. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening, especially with this particularly (laughs) long episode. Um, Hopefully you did get some new information or some new insight from it. Um, There was a lot to get through. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, If you do live in Salem, tell me if I was right or wrong. DM us on Instagram or uh, comment on the post on Instagram that goes along with this. Um, And as always, please let us know if there's anything that you want to hear or you want to learn about. any kind of the craft practices, any of the sabbats, if you want me to dive deeper into any uh, cryptids you want us to talk about, any anything, just let us know. Yeah, let us know what you guys want to hear know. or uh, just reach out and say hello. I love getting DMs. We've been getting a lot of DMs lately and it's really fun. to. Yes, like... please. Oh, it's so fun. Uh, yes. There's no dumb questions, you guys. We don't know everything, but we're willing to help. You know, like we're we are here. We will do our best to help you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No dumb questions. Yeah. yeah. And thank, thank you, you so much to all of our very loyal listeners. Um, we have gone over 10,000 downloads. It's only been six months and we just love you and appreciate you. And thank yeah. you so much. Um, we're super <laughs> close to 10,000 yeah. followers on Instagram. Um and we're going to do, I think, two separate giveaways with some collaborations. Uh, so keep um, the lookout for those. Yeah. Also, if you are someone who is like, um, like a, 
of what is it? What do we say? If you are someone who is kind of an expert in whatever it is that you do, let us know if you are interested in being interviewed. Mm-hmm. Because we would love to do that. Yes, please. Until next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Sit for a Spell. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on all social media at Sit for a Spell Pod. If you have anything you would like us to discuss or want to share your own practices, please email us at sitforaspellpod at gmail.com. Until next time, blessed, blessed be. be.